0: Oh, by the way, happy three, Pete. This Easter was um, Ramadan, the Jewish Passover, and, and Easter. I think, yeah, there was three Abrahamic. This the first time that's happened in thirty years.
1: Mm, well, I mean, if you follow numerology, big year for like change and stuff. So I'm not surprised that we're gonna have some like overlaps of other things. Just if you follow that, <laughs>
0: <laughs> shit's gonna happen. Here we go. But-
1: I'm excited about it personally. I mean, maybe not everybody. You (laughs) never
0: know. You never know.
1: I mean, change doesn't mean bad. It doesn't mean good. It just means different.
0: It means change. Change is change. Yeah, change literally
1: means change. We make it mean good or bad.
0: That's what I'm more afraid of, of of if everything just stopped and stayed the same. Because Mm -hmm. if that happens, then it's just going to, it's doomed toward entropy. The law of yeah. entropy, as Minister Fuller put it, I guess you know, you got to have change. You got to have new stuff coming in, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and you got to continue the connections, and you got to you got to keep finding new things and discovering new things, and that's <clears throat> that's one of the t- reasons that you got to keep waking up each day, and, and even if you can't, you got to try to put that smile on your face, you know,
1: mm-hmm. and. I want then to say that though. I don't you think you have to be smiling.
0: Okay, there you go. Oh, okay. I was <laughs> just, just like, going to say.
1: <laughs> you can be grumpy. You I mean, just grumpy. like being a participant of life. I don't think you have to be happy. I don't think you have to be anyway. Just I think if you get up and participate in life, like that's a win right there.
0: Yeah. And well, then like, we
1: can work to being happy. I, I think like <laughs> being happy is still a great goal. I'm not suggesting. Don't try to be happy, but
0: yeah well don't shoot the moon you know like you were saying don't you know the spikes and that's part of it too is like Mm -hmm. you know you can your depression can go into it and i think there's another part the bipolar stuff where you're just up and down and you're either Mm -hmm. very low or very high i've actually been misdiagnosed like that when i was younger yeah um but th- that's not the goal. The goal is, is to ride that smooth, chill wave, mm-hmm. you know. But that that also leads to something else you said that I was thinking about is, is when you corrected me there um, <laughs> is, is the thought of instead – and that, this is how I feel on my meds, the benzos that they put me on, is um, being able to wake up and whether it's bright and sunny or dark and gloomy – to actually be able to fucking feel something you know mm. instead of being in that dark gray that little separated
1: yeah. like am i
0: watching this through a tv tube or something
1: it does feel very um separate i definitely can uh, relate to that i took some meds that for a while i was just like almost like out of body experience that's the only way like i'm wa- i'm witnessing myself going through life but i don't feel as if i'm moving through life
0: yes 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 yeah
1: i do think that that is maybe a med side effect. I mean, not to say that people don't experience it when they're not on meds. Um, but it's definitely just, I think, like something to be more aware of that, like, that could be a side effect. And if you are experiencing that, just um, just sort of, like, maybe have conversations with yourself to, like, try to bring yourself back into your body. Like, I'm mm-hmm. witnessing myself, so, like, how can I become, like, more aware of the situation, for myself versus like, I'm stuck here. Cause I feel like we start to feel like powerless. Like I can't change anything about what's happening to me. Like awareness is just like shifting the perspective inward so that we can like actually have power for ourselves.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When I was really young, the seizure activity, some of these seizures, the focal seizures, uh, manifested as out of body experiences. And yeah, body would freeze, couldn't move and it would feel like it shrank into the bed usually happened at night or early morning and um my mind would separate from my body and mm-hmm. would usually fill up whatever space that i was i was in and it was so terrifying that over time i learned techniques to to like trick myself to come back is how mm-hmm. i thought it you know yeah, and yeah, um, when I start to feel the aura come on, <clears throat> I will glance at some, a couple of things to kind of center myself, you know, around the room and see which objects are here and kind of keep my focus on that. And so when I knew it was happening, I always immediately put my mind in that space and centered while I was breathing on my belly button. And that's mm. what helped me as a little kid yeah now now people pay you money to teach you how to leave your body and i'm
1: like it's i was just gonna (laughs) say i feel like that's a some people would like kill to have that experience (laughs) maybe not that that specific way of having that experience but uh definitely like out of body people really like that um that's so fascinating i actually didn't know i mean i'm obviously not very familiar with seizures uh having lived my whole life without them but uh that's definitely like really interesting i think um that that's happening to you. And the fact that you could just have that awareness of like, this is how I actually stay in this situation. Um, I think what you're saying actually like makes a lot of sense to me because the body is kind of like going through a trauma when that's happening. It's like naturally like your body and your mind do want to separate. But I, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's what actually like causes a lot of these issues is that we're so disconnected. Like when they say like you're disconnected from self, like it's, if I am not translating correctly, it's like the mind and the body aren't reconnected. So, like, they say, like, your body is, like... You have, like, an emotional body. Your body, like, stores all the trauma. It stores all of your experience. And, like, when your mind, like, gets away from that, you actually can't, like, process any of this stuff. So, like, you're kind of just, like, stuck in this and it, like, could build chronic conditions. It can, like, you know, build all this stuff that's going on. But, like, really, your brain is just trying to protect you. So, Mm -hmm. like, it's not, like it's not like it's trying to harm you. I think that the outcome is kind of harmful, but it's really like to protect you. And then if you can like try to be like, hey, I'm having this awareness of like, I see you trying to protect me. I see you trying to like keep me safe, but actually like what's going to be safer for me is to stay here. Because I know if I just like ride this out, it won't be stuck inside of me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, There is a tremendous amount of uh, people with epilepsy that actually have like brain trauma issues and PTSD, um, mm. motorcycle, you know, TBIs and things like that, where they have initial seizures from the source, you know, wh- whether it's a lesion or, or mm-hmm. a blunt trauma, uh, but then they'll get other seizures on top of that. And this is, these are what you're, de- especially these are what you're describing, uh, non-epileptic yeah. seizure activity. And um, it's actually become its own separate part of, the field in in neurology mm-hmm. um but it's very much the exact same thing um non-epileptic seizures and then some deep brain seizure uh trauma all stem from this is a kind of a very similar take on what you're talking about here um it's my way of thinking about this mm-hmm. is that uh it actually when the seizure hits the whole brain in these trauma seizures it's almost like a deer in the headlights. Why? Where they freeze? So much information and memory from mm-hmm. a previous incident that that flashes back to it will make them make the uh, brain have a generalized seizure, which means it mm-hmm. happens everywhere at once, and it will cut off the insula uh, at the base of the brain there from the the rest of the nervous system with the interoceptive network, the input Mm -hmm. section. So your input output is gone. And therefore your brain, which is where your consciousness, you know, and everything is, is located. It's cut off inside. It's stuck inside a uh, sensory deprivation chamber. So it, it starts taking whatever it had before and starts making things up. Sometimes some people, some people are conscious when they go through some of these things. Mm-hmm. Some some people black out completely. So when I go through my generalized seizures, when my focal seizures bust out into the generalized seizures, they're so big that I don't remember upwards of like two, three hours before they happen. So oh, wow. Yeah. So I really don't know what triggers them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But then there's the actual epileptic triggers that, have a source in a specific place, and then some people with seizures will like start uncontrollably moving their arms or limbs or even having ticks in their their speak speeches and vocalizations and it's that particular part of the brain that's short circuited mm. but it it's it's kind of the same thing though if if in in your line of thinking here it's not the entire brain going off, but it's one particular part. That, that just has a small short circuit and it's causing a mm-hmm. feedback loop to that particular part of the, the body, whether it's mm-hmm. a mental thing or whether it's a physical thing.
1: Well, the way you're describing it to me or like uh, what I'm hearing from it is like the body itself is going through like the trauma and then your experience of the body going through the trauma is like traumatizing as well. Like it's almost like two different traumas happening to the body at one time and like, what happens when the body is going through like so much intensity. Like no I guess it like makes sense to me as to why like parts of the brain are like almost like short circuiting, like you're like you're saying. Cause like there's really actually so much happening here. Like the body is like, I'm just trying to get a handle on what's what's happening to me. And the mind is like, I can't deal with this. I'm gonna go do this thing over here. And now I'm having this like so like they're like, competing in the brain, in the body to try to have space and like your body's like kinda work through it and move through that situation. Like that's a lot for a body and a mind to, like, to be experiencing in like one go. Yeah. Um, so that's what it makes, that's what I'm thinking of. Um, the other thing I'm thinking of is when people have panic attacks. This Ooh. also is feeling kind of similar. Like the body is going through something, like, you know, I don't know if you've ever had a panic attack. Um, they're not as prominent for me, but I've definitely had them. And it, it's like the body is sort of like, we're just disconnecting from that. Like the mind is like going through its own experience and the body is just like, Who even knows what the body is doing at this point? Because like, (laughs) you're just like, I, I'm struggling to even just be, even just to breathe, even just like make, make it back. Like I'm so far away from my body that I can't even like get the oxygen, get to the body, get to any of these things. Like it's very, it feels again, like very like two traumas happening in such Uh an intensity that like, how does, how do you deal with that? Like, how do I, how do I get through this if I'm if I'm experiencing this at the same time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And how do I bring myself back to normal?
1: Yeah, it, it really does.
0: Level, level. <laughs> no one can see our hand
1: gestures, you. but like I'm really doing like an up, down. We're like really trying to like come back into balance, I guess. Um,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. How uh, do we come back into balance? I guess that is like, that's the question that everyone wants to know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, some of these drugs work great for, for, people. And you know, Mm -hmm. the drug experience for uh, people with epilepsy is very similar for the people with, with uh, depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And um, I think panic, panic attacks are are completely in that family, Mm -hmm. uh, as is, I do believe bipolar disorder, um, and a couple of other diagnoses. And uh, in fact, a lot of the drugs that are prescribed are also prescribed in higher doses for people with epilepsy. And, yeah, yeah., um, some of the stuff they d- they prescribe for us is meant as as a wave compression, you know? It's meant to like keep the keep those spikes. Mm-hmm. more compressed i think of wave files of course because i'm always recording audio. yeah <laughs>
1: yeah and, i think of the ocean because i love the sea
0: <laughs> okay there you go there you but go like
1: whatever analogy fits for you <laughs>
0: whatever analogy fits for you yeah exactly not the big it keeps those huge waves that are just come crashing mm-hmm. and you know those waves start really deep but they also tend yeah. kind of to be the high ones not those but the you want the waves that are just gently lapping on the shore there um, and that's yeah. kind of what it is, you know, and I, me, I think of audio compression when you take the spikes, the really highs and really lows mm-hmm. and you, you squish them down. So everything's yeah. kind of nice and the mellow. Um, and it works for some, you know, it works for some. In fact, I think uh, in my, in my learning uh, <laughs> for people with epilepsy and seizure conditions, it works in about two thirds of people. And so that's cool. You know, I mean, that means yeah. there's. There's no reason to not try it, I guess. I have Mm -hmm. issues. I have issues with the way they do this, though. And Mm -hmm. tell me what, tell me how you feel about this. Yeah. When I got diagnosed and I got thrown in, they, the first thing they did was throw me, throw drugs at it. Now, mine was extreme. Mine was extreme because I was having multiple generalized convulsive seizures Mm -hmm. um there i was going status epilepticus when the seizures wouldn't stop and so they had to do something to get me to stop that process Mm. so i understand that but that's it that's all they did you know until it turned out none of the drugs were working and Mm -hmm. uh, kind of what we were talking about before um it took me my own research asking other doctors and learning about it through like the Mayo Clinic and John Hopkins and stuff about dietary Mm -hmm. options. And, uh, so I go back and I ask them about it and they're like, Oh yeah, we have an entire nutrition program here at UC health. Yeah, exactly. So
1: why didn't you mention that?
0: (laughs) Why wasn't this mentioned to me at the, at the beginning, you a-holes? Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Eyes rolling, exactly. Yeah. Um, why can't they do that for us? Why can't that be not taboo? Where, okay, we'll get something to calm you down right now,
1: but mm-hmm. this shit
0: is so addictive and so bad for you. Yeah. Let's approach nutritional stuff that's scientifically mm-hmm. shown to boost your levels, your happiness mm-hmm. levels. I know, I know there's a an endorphin that, that actually helps you Get happy right or i don't know mm, yeah don't know.
1: um dopamine or um uh, what's it serotonin
0: serotonin i think yeah i think it's serotonin
1: yeah it's i don't know one of those two something like that i one think maybe they work together. dopamine's
0: the one that's like adrenaline one dopamine's the one <laughs> right you gotta right, watch out right. so
1: then i think it's serotonin where it's like getting your serotonin <laughs> levels like normal
0: yeah yeah um not not that dopamine is not a fun one to get once in a while you know <laughs> definitely want yeah, to
1: be a great time
0: <laughs> yeah just don't get don't get too hooked on the dopamine um <laughs> but um but so why don't they talk to us about that you know why don't they why didn't i get told about like low glycemic mm-hmm, and, and modified atkins diets when i walked in there
1: mm-hmm. those are great questions
0: it's a great um, question
1: I, I have some thoughts uh I don't want to like slander the medical community too much because I I think that they work really hard um, and that they really, a lot of doctors really do want like what's best for their patients. I think that uh, one, like they're incentivized a lot to use prescription drugs Mm -hmm. and two, it's a very like needs-based thing. Like we don't actually it's more than two things but the second one is it's a need space I think that the needs of our society outweighs the resources that I have so like me if I was like a doctor and you need so much care and attention and time for me how many patients can I actually take on like some of these doctors have like 2,000 patients like how do you actually give proper care to 2,000 people especially if you have people who have chronic conditions like I'm sorry like a chronic condition person is like is like 10 people Like that's how much time and resources that you actually need. So Mm -hmm. I feel for them in that regard. Um, I think that like there just isn't enough time for them to like actually investigate proper things. Like we've kind of like thrown quick fixes and like, again, very incentivized to do that. The second thing or the third thing I will say is that like, we do not have a healthcare system. We have a sick care system. We do not teach people how to be healthy. We treat sick people. So I think that it's like from a doctor side, it's their responsibility to find other ways other than prescriptions to support people. And from a society side, it's for us to learn how we be healthier people so we are not taking up so much time. Like there's lots of diseases that are super duper preventable, 100% preventable by eating right, by like getting the proper nutrition, by like getting proper exercise, by doing Mental health things, even if you don't suffer from a mental health condition, if you are a person who fits into that category, the people outside of the chronic diseases that really need the support, if you're not even in the system, how much more space is there in the system? It's like it's a we need to work together. This is like back to like connecting with each other and like thinking like, hey, if I take care of myself, it actually helps so many people. It actually eliminates diseases from people. You know, like a lot of um, a lot of things that like could be could be done there um but there is a lot of evidence about how our gut is our second brain so if you're suffering yeah. from like a mental health condition like looking at your gut health is like number one like get yourself a nutritionist if you can't afford a therapist because right. just looking at that just looking at what you eat in a day is like super gonna affect not only if you have like a chronic condition physically but if you have a chronic condition mentally 100 percent. there's so much so much evidence um but It really does take a lot of like self-learning and like being a self-advocate. Like unfortunately, like you just can't put your health in the hands of your doctor, not because like they're not well-trained or they don't know enough stuff, but like there's just too much going on. you got to think about your health. You're the advocate for you. And um for me, this was really hard because I also have a, a chronic condition. We've like talked about this a little bit. Like I have a spina bifida on top of my mental condition. So I spent like a lot of times like seeing doctors and seeing specialists and trying to find out what was going on. And honestly, like no shame against those doctors, but not a single one of them helped me. It was me like looking into like extra research, like you're talking about, like lo- working on my nutrition, like working on my mental health, like, trying to find other things to just like support myself and like be my own advocate. Like my doctor laughs because I keep my own doctor file, like all of my appointments, like who my specialists are when I saw them. Like, And he's like, but you can just leave this information with me. And I'm like, I can't though actually, because I I'm not actually sure, or at least for me, I'm having some trust issues around leaving it. Then like, (laughs) well, what if, what if you're not on your game? Like this is my life at the end of the day, not yours. So it's me who suffers, not you. Um, So I feel like if people are going through that, like just becoming like a health advocate, trying to find a way to organize that for yourself, because I think in the long run, like it at least served me so much more to just like start like researching and finding alternative solutions. Like I feel like they're not super popular right now, but like there's a lot of things that are just like naturally based that actually have so much research behind them. They're just like not the mainstream popular thing. You're not like going to the doctor for acne and they're being like, hey, use tea tree oil. Like they're like, hey, use this pharmaceutical. But like, how long has tea tree oil been around for? Like, tea tree oil is good for fungus. It's good for lice. It's good for acne. Like, that's just one example of a natural thing I could just go to the store tomorrow and help myself with. Help yourself. Like, do some research. So much, so much out there. Like, we have the internet. So, Mm
0: -hmm. and and you know, and I'm gonna say though, you know, there are some things. um, I think the main caveat to that point too is do the research
1: yeah so just yeah. like google wants to be like this is the answer for me <laughs> definitely like investigate i think asking they like other people like you were talking about like joining support groups for, like mental mm-hmm. health i think like even just finding people who have similar conditions to you and like asking them what worked for for them and just trying it on for yourself
0: exactly would, not
1: exactly. like being like this is the only way because like what works for me might not work for you that's what's yeah. true like yeah. we do have differences so i, I can't like try on your tools and think that like they're gonna you know fix all my problems like maybe you have like a leaky shower and i've got a hole in my floor like we might need different tools to fix those problems like we might be able to like you know understand that we're all struggling with some repairs that we need support with but uh exactly it's, it's it's all about just like asking people and trying it and if it doesn't work great move on to the next
0: yeah uh two cases in point there is um cranial sacral therapy
1: Oh, I've never
0: heard of this. I actually interviewed a woman, Claudia Putnam. She's uh, look that up. I'll have yeah. to send you a link.
1: Send me. <laughs> I would love to hear this.
0: <laughs> no, I'm gonna make you dig through my my <laughs> podcast episodes to find it. Um but yeah, it's it's a really interesting method. And just a while ago, you know, it was one of those no, that's one of those alternative methods that that no, no, mm-hmm. that's that's not scientifically shown. But now insurance is starting to take it and mm-hmm. Western practitioners are starting to bring in specialists into their um, office, and people are actually cross uh, training in both Western and uh, CRT.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. So happy Um, about
0: that. The eyes and ears of the Western world are so, so, so slowly starting to open up um, Mm -hmm. to some of these alternatives that you can use. And I'm actually really hoping to get in with someone for CRT. And there's another thing. Oh, tapping mm-hmm. EFT.
1: Oh yes. I've uh, seen like, um, like kids learn this. It's like, um, mm-hmm. it's like, I know you can use it for a lot, a lot of things, but like just as like a coping mechanism, like they're teaching it in like schools now. I was like, bless. I'm so glad that that young people, like I, I'm such a big advocate for young, young people learning and like starting off on like a great foundation. I mean, learning at any age, great. I'm always going to support that, but there's something about like getting it from like the groundwork. Like what is that person going to look like when they have those tools? It's like yeah. for me, I'm like thinking like I had no tools and I had to go out and find all these tools. I'm like my life's so much better for it. But like what would it have been like if I just knew I could just like start tapping? Like if I knew about breath work, if I knew about meditation or yoga or spiritual or whatever works for you. It doesn't have to be those things specifically. But for <laughs> me, that is what's like really supported me. Um, I'm so curious to see what, like, this next generation is going to do.
0: Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God, yes. You know, and if they can survive what what their parents and grandparents have, have mm-hmm. put them through, um, they're going to be pretty damn amazing.
1: I think yeah. they will. I think that, like, think so. the great thing about, like, humanity is, like, we're very resilient. Like, mm-hmm. even on your worst days, like, you're still here. Every day you take a breath, you're here it might not be your best day you might be having a terrible time you might be like i hate this today but you're still here so that means you survived and any day that you're surviving is a great day yeah even if you don't feel like it's great i mean there's people who (laughs) who would switch places in for with you in a minute to survive and yeah and that doesn't mean like to belittle our situations that we can still feel like negatively about our situation and not be excited but I think it's also about like trying to find the small victories of like, today I woke up and I took a breath and like, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like, that's great. Like today I, you know, got up and could shower. Great. I have water. Like we just take so many things for granted. If you actually like step back, like you got a lot going on. That's like pretty great. Like they might not put you over the moon full of joy, but still pretty great. Like we're celebrating in my books. Like, Especially exactly. on the days I feel bad. I feel like that, those are the days that like being more grateful for my life actually serves me. Mm-hmm. And the best thing that, uh, the best advice I ever heard was like, when you're feeling down, do something for somebody else.
0: Yes. Yes. That's great advice. And mm-hmm. an actual like example of that was just the other day when I got a last minute request to help somebody with some audio work you know that it's an up and coming voice actor and he was like I need your help and it felt good to be needed and mm. the fact that somebody somebody felt good enough or felt my work good enough to merit him asking me to help was like that propped me up you know mm-hmm. that propped you up
1: the connection like
0: the connection
1: i'm i'm part of something with you now
0: yeah yeah like
1: not only am i good in what i do but like now i'm also in this thing with you
0: uh-huh uh now i can gain a little bit of pride when you present your finished product to your voiceover coach or your or mm-hmm. the workshop you were you were doing it for yeah i felt a little odd at first when when people started asking me for voiceover advice especially mm-hmm. when here i am um And then I did a show and tell on on my voiceover Mm -hmm. studio just last week, a home studio voice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And when I realized just voicing it, and maybe this is something too, and this could be like a gratitude journal or or even Mm -hmm. a win journal to go back to the beginning of our conversation, having a win journal just that you can, at the end of the night, put down five things or more that you won today. Mm -hmm. It was a win for you, no matter how small, no matter how big yeah even if it's just actually getting up whether it's a, with a smile or not that's a win that's a win right
1: now count, count your wins as you get them hey no, yeah. nobody's gonna count your wins for you you can't wait on other people to be like you are a winner like you gotta tell yourself i'm the winner i'm the mm. winner i'm the cheerleader to be your own cheerleader like cheer yourself on like it's great i got a to bed today and like i'm killing it now like yeah. i i feel like you're saying that i'm saying that and, like people are gonna be like wow what an odd mentality to have but i think like I think it actually serves a lot of people to be like, you know what? I'm winning. Have some gratitude for this today. Like, this is great now. So much better. Yeah. Like, otherwise, then I guess it, for me, it comes down to, like, what do you want your life to look like? Like, do you want to wake up and not feel good? Is, is that what you want? Because, like, you can spend every day doing that. You can. Or you can, like, you can wake up and choose, try to choose differently and see what happens. Like, change just means different.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and by not changing, you're just going to have the same old day.
1: Yeah, you're guaranteed. That's the thing. Like, like I don't know. For me, there was just like a point in my life where I was like, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep, you know, getting so drunk that I don't remember my nights. I can't keep, like, doing so much drugs that I'm, like, putting myself in situations. I can't keep standing on my balcony in my bathrobe thinking I'm going to jump off the balcony. Like, I can't keep doing that because it's so hard on me. And, like, it, it, I just came to a point in my life where I was like I cannot keep doing this this is not actually what I want so what do I want what do I want my life to look like like I want to like be living for myself and not be living for other people like I was like I'm here because if I killed myself my family would be devastated like what a horrible reason to live like what that's horrible like I'm glad it kept me alive for the time grateful for that grateful that that's why I stayed alive then but eventually like being like I actually want to like feel more joyful I actually want these other things in life like that's why I'm gonna like try and make changes like when times are hard like I remind myself that it's like what do I actually want from my life if I am the pilot of my life what do I want what direction do I want to go in how can I take steps to get there because like if I don't do anything I'm I'm coasted and I'll never arrive anywhere
0: yeah. This is to my I sick think, kids. Um, Time to flip this shit. Depico, Adderall, Riddle, and Pixie Sticks. I don't give a fuck what you're riding to the setting sun. Use it as a weapon when it's said and done. It's all,
1: it's all too much.
0: it's all too much. it's all too much. And if the world breaks your legs, you go and beat it with your crutch. It's all too much.